previously on The Group Project. It's a Monday night. It's about 7.30. Emily, you happen to notice something weird about the door to conference room B. Hello, Emily. Okay, but I'm at the gas station. Do you want an ice cream? You find the four of you standing in a hallway in front of conference room B. The doorway is completely black. So who's first? Rasmus walks through the door. And I follow. Yeah, Essie will follow. I also follow with my big ol' swart. You find yourself standing in a darkened factory. Hello? Oh, shit. Hello, is someone back there? I'm, uh, Henry Mayer. Henry, do you owe money to people? Good God, we should have sent the Dorito <laughs> Gremlin. I'm going to start screaming in my mind. You recognize the feeling in the back of your head. It feels like a severe bond. So we've covered demigods, demons, and ghosts. Is it fairy related? On your way back to the door, you see someone standing in front of it. Who's this? She kind of spins around, sticks her hand out, and says, Martin Fioverde. As he's going to, like, look at Martin, I look at everyone and just go, cleaning crew, counting supplies. So when you open that door, hot air comes out of the room. Hot, sticky, burnt, sugar-smelling air. And you do see, at the far end of the room, a giant black cauldron. So I'm going to try and communicate. Come to me now. And just then, Henry busts in. As he's coming in, I grab the door and shut it in front of him. I got the super soaker, but there's a crazy old man blocking the door. It is hungry. It is demanding. I start squirting it with the water gun. Morwena, you actually slip in the puddle of water that is preceding you. (laughs) And all you really catch is... You owe us one. Yeah, we'll call the ambulance. I'll stay with him, and I guess I'll get everybody else to go back. So, you have defeated the Toffee Monster. Goodbye, Toffee Man. All right, all right. Let's start rolling. So, I'd like to start off with Erasmus. I think you said you've spent a fair bit of your time in the local bars. Yeah, I just kind of bum around waiting for things to open back up again so I can cause problems. So, what's your go-to haunt? Probably, like, a cafe. Because it's cheaper than getting drunk. Do you have a preferred cafe? Sure, the Nook. Is that a a fairly small place? Where's that built into? Yeah, it's a small place. It's like downtown, but on the outskirts. And you can get good coffee there. And it's a little hipstery in the sense that they recycle all their own cups. And they just take things way too seriously. But that's kind of what I like about it. All right. And you're... I'm going to use the wrong word here. You're a scald? Yeah. Is that the right term? Can you refresh my memory on what a scald does? Think bard. It's basically a Viking bard. Good. That's exactly what I was hoping you were. So you'd be familiar with some of the local performers and such? Yeah, yeah, some of them when I'm awake and paying attention. Then you would not be surprised to hear someone come in the door and they say, Oh my god, Rasmus, I'm so glad I found you. You turn around to see a performer that you know as Lilith. A fairly small woman. She's got long hair. It was colored at one point that's kind of grown out. She is actually a street performer. Mainly does acrobatics, but is kind of a jack-of-all-trades when it comes to entertaining. She can sing. She can dance. She does fire spinning, juggling, all that fun stuff. But right now, she seems worried. Did you set your house on fire? Again? Uh, no, it was, um, you, you haven't seen George, have you? He didn't come back in? 
Not that I know of. And you would know because you would recognize George, her partner, her traveling performance partner. And you'd definitely remember him because he's about 6'5", dark skin, dreadlocks, and pretty well muscled. Conspicuous, then. Conspicuous fellow, yes. Friendly. Not quite as talented as Lilith, but he can toss her pretty high, so it makes for a good show. Cool. Yeah, we were just outside for a puff, and I, I thought he must have come back inside um but i i haven't been able to find him it was it's been almost uh t- 10 10 15 minutes and he hasn't answered his phone or anything hmm if he hasn't answered his phone he probably found someone else <laughs> oh. <laughs> um okay well i suppose that's a possibility uh i just joke we can look for him where do you think he would have gone I mean, I wouldn't expect him to go anywhere. We're not really doing any shows outside. It's a little cold. We were just around the side of the building having a smoke. Uh, I guess... I don't I don't know. I mean, he's, he's, he's probably fine, right? He probably just went to get something to eat, didn't he? I mean, statistically, he's probably dead. Okay, uh, you're not... You're not helping a whole lot there, big man. <laughs> um, don't worry about it. It's It's all good. Uh, we will get him a wonderful coffin. <laughs> okay. You know, I'm just... I'll just go out. Maybe, he, you know what? He's probably just down... He's probably just down getting a snack. I'll I'll go find him. And she's going around. She's out the door. I'm gonna follow her. Lilith, Lilith, I'm just joking. I'll help you look for him. Man, okay. I, I mean, I, I appreciate it. You go that way, and I'll go to the east. And we'll meet back around the next couple of blocks, Okay. If you see him, just just tell him to go back to the cafe, and I'll, I'll we'll yeah we'll just meet up there. Okay. So I'd like you to actually make an investigation roll. Investigate is sharp six. So you're wandering around the back of the building, looking for. I assume you're actually trying to find George. Yeah, yeah. No, I am legitimately trying to find him. I'm not just being a dickhead about it for once. Right. So as you're coming around the back, you can see the spot where all the smokers have been. There's cigarette butts all over the place there isn't currently anyone back there right now the alley's pretty much empty and you come around to the other side of the building and you can see where uh, all the smokers have been there's actually cigarette butts all over the ground but there's not really anyone back there at the moment so what do you do i'm going to use the same time reversing spell i used in the first adventure and see if i can kind of roll back and see what happened when he disappeared. So that's going to be plus weird. Five. You're not getting a particularly good reading. You can definitely feel where he was right around the corner. That's definitely the direction you're being pulled in would be around the corner, which is where he would have disappeared. Uh, I'm going to call up Morwenna. Your phone doesn't have any signal. Oh, good. Do I see any doorways that are full of uh, black holes? Nope. You can see the alleyway kind of goes back behind the building down in one direction and then you can see the alleyway kind of goes back behind the building in the other direction okay well i'm gonna go after the slight version of his aura i got so you come around the side of the building you can see this is where all the smokers were cigarettes all over the place but there isn't really anyone back there right now i'm gonna look up and just see if there's anything on top of the rooftops because if he's just in an alleyway the only up the way it's only either up or down right up it's overcast. It's cloudy. Actually, it's a bit foggy, really. You can't quite see to the top of the building. It's 
three or four stories up, apartment buildings go up there. Or sorry, there's apartments up above the cafe. So it extends up a, a couple of stories. Okay, and then no sewer grates or anything below us? No, not that you can see. Since I am horrible at doing magic right now, apparently, I'm going to make my way over to Morwenna's uh, library and pull in some more help. So as you're going around, you come around the side of the building, and you can see this is where all the smokers were. There's cigarette butts all over the ground, but there's not really anyone there at the moment. Oh, good. I'm stuck in a loop. Why don't you give me a read a bad situation? Nine. All right, so you hold one. I think I'm going to ask what's the best way to protect the victims in the sense that I'm asking about him specifically. About George? Yeah. The best way to protect the victims would be to keep them calm and get them to safety. There's only so much you could really glean with the amount of information available to you. Okay, I'm going to go back and... Well, I guess I'm not going back. I'm, I'm in the same location. Instead of trying to wind back time, I'm going to see if I can uh, get a quick tracking spell going for uh, George. Uh, he smokes this particular brand of cigarette, so I'm going to use one of the butts on the ground to lock it to him and see if we can't find him in this hellish repeat escape. Right, weird. Ooh. On the plus side, I've leveled up. <laughs> <laughs> so you pick up the last little shred of a cigarette butt that's left, and as you start to you you do like poetry right that's your method yeah stories and uh like epic tales so as you're trying to recall the story of where george has gone you can see the trail of smoke start to come out of the cigarette butt and it sort of leads off in one direction but just kind of keeps filling the area around you and you are soon surrounded by smoke and your visibility is maybe a few meters I'm not sure how to get out of it. I did forget that one of the new abilities I got was the woman or man with the plan, and that at the beginning of each mystery I have to roll plus sharp on a 10 plus hold 2, on 7 to 9 hold 1, and I get to spend the hold to be where you need to be, prepared and ready. And on a miss, the keeper gets to hold 1, and they can spend it to put you in the worst place, unprepared and unready. Oh! So I should roll that now to see if I suddenly yeah. appear beside <laughs> Rasmus, like, hey, I heard you were in a time loop. All right, so let me just roll that real quick. So it was plus sharp. I do like the idea that you just show up. Hey! Wow! Nice! Wow! That's sharp. You hold two. So I'm just going to write hold one, because I'm going to spend one of those to suddenly be at that coffee shop. I heard it was good. I would assume that in general I might have been going to meet with Rasmus, and therefore have brought, like, maybe a book with me of spells or something. So, you have arrived at the cafe nook to meet with Rasmus because I guess you guys have coffee sometimes and you are carrying with you a spell book well not exactly a spell book but an arcane tome on the fabric and manipulation of reality oh heavy stuff yeah well since you sort of brought Rasmus into existence it's been part of your research is figuring out exactly where he came from well, I think we had said it before that I don't know that I brought him into existence, but he may also be wondering about those things or asking about those things, because if he's trying to destroy the world, etc. Clarification, I'm not trying to destroy the world. I'm trying to bring about the apocalypse. There's a big difference. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, in any case, <laughs> our studies may involve things of this nature. <laughs> you are right where you need to be. So I guess I will get you, since Rasmus is late, to investigate a mystery. I got a 10. So you hold two. 
So I'm going to go with what happened here, because I don't know where Rasmus went. He's never this late. You're waiting for Rasmus, and as you glance down the alleyway, you notice that the back of the alley doesn't quite line up properly. You can't quite describe it, but it's almost like part of it is closer to you and part of it's farther away. So it appears what has happened here is something has bent the reality near the Café Nook. All right. Then my follow-up question as I look at this weird spot with my book full of information is, what is being concealed here? Why have they bent reality? What are they hiding? Well, from what you've read in your book, bending reality can be used for a number of things. Obviously, transportation, moving literally one place to another. It can also be used to contain or to trap something, which that's probably the conclusion you would come to. Kind of a dark alley, overcast day. And what is being concealed is a trap of bent reality. What would you like to do with this information? I'm assuming I would like to try and dispel whatever the trap is. So I guess use magic? All right. Your use magic. I'll let you carry one forward as well because you have exactly what you need, which is a magic book. And you probably can't dispel it with what you have at hand, but you might be able to open it up. You might be able to squeeze through the bars, but you can't blow up the prison. I do have an ability <laughs> called pre preparedness. And then when I need something unusual or rare, I'm assuming the thing to dispel this, I can roll plus sharp. And a 10 plus, I have it right here and now, which would be odd, but whatever. On a 7 to 9, I have it, but it's not here. It'll take some time to get. And on a miss, I know where it is, but it's somewhere really bad. So I can just avoid it. So I'm trying to decide if I want to call Essie and Emily to come help and try to get it open. And like all of us squeeze in and try and get him out or have some of us stay outside, try to do all this. Or if I want to try to see if I can get the item first, which I'm assuming is just like spell ingredients. Like... Don't forget, if you fail, it's in the time warp with me. Yeah. <laughs> or worse. Because he ended up trapped because he was looking around. Imagine what happens if you start throwing lightning bolts. All right, I'm going to call Emily and Essie and uh, get them to Are we just going to do the Batman, like, and they show up? What time and day is it? Because, like, if Morwen is out from work... Well, she was going to go spend some time with Rasmus. Also, I'm your boss. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she can go whenever she wants. But I don't know. What time would you guys have met? I feel like probably for, like, a lunch thing. That sounds legit. All right. So... Essie and Emily, you have received the call. Do you have anything that you would do in response to this, or are you just going to get on down? I'm assuming I'm at the library, and Morwenna, since I'm at the library, in the call, did you ask me to pick up anything? Oh, let's see. I have a book on this thing. I guess if I did that role for preparedness, that would be the, it's at the library, so she can grab it, or it's somewhere else and I'm fucked. Let's try that, because then if nothing else, one of us can go in, and if we can't solve it from the inside, the other person can try and solve it from the <laughs> outside. Oh, God. You relate to us what you think the problem is, right? I feel like if I miss this, instead of the item not being where I want, they bring the wrong item. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's give this a try. Let's see what we get. That is a hey! 13. Jeezkers. It's convenient that you have two more people coming, because to actually banish the bent reality 
is from within you must complete a ritual by drawing four summoning circles, or I guess unsummoning circles, with the blood of the creature within. <laughs> All right. So maybe you would like your sword. Yes, please. Please bring my sword. That would be excellent. <laughs> so bring your sword, and you know what you need to do, exactly how to do it. Anyway, y'all can go home, I guess. That's, that's the mystery. I hope you had fun. Yep. All done. As he skateboards away. <laughs> So in the library, I find one of my coworkers. I tell her Marwina needs me to bring her something. So I'm going to go help her with that just to make sure she's watching the front of the library. Stay off the third floor. I head up. I... Essie also says, yeah, I'm just heading out too. You don't work here. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Get back to your work, Josh. <laughs> I gingerly take the sword. Very, very gingerly. And I'm like not completely sure how to carry it around town. Downtown? <laughs> at noon? Like, I keep a knife in my bag. I'm looking at this sword. I have a knife and a dagger. I still want the sword too. <laughs> so, Emily, since you do have to walk a broadsword downtown in the middle of the day. It's a it's a cold iron sword. It doesn't say it's a broad sword. Okay, it's still a feckin' sword. <laughs> it's a bastard sword. <laughs> uh, unfair. Its parents were totally married. <laughs> it's a claymore. <laughs> I'd like you to give me an act under pressure to just be cool and not draw attention to yourself. Can I maybe do something to try and help out? You are much cooler than Emily, so absolutely. Can I, um, because I have my nunchucks, obviously, <laughs> and I had to re- No, no, I have to retape my nunchucks, because that's a thing you do. And I wanted really cool tape, so I got, like, this bright orange, like, electrical tape in my backpack to tape up my nunchucks. So can I take some of the bright orange tape and, like- put some of it on the hilt of the sword. Like, you know, when you go to a convention and they're like, oh, this is a safety tank. Oh, this is a fake thing. So you're doing like a hide in plain sight thing. So instead of making it less conspicuous, you make it even more conspicuous. Yeah, because like, you know, like BB guns have to have the orange tip to them. And like when you're at a convention, they like put plastic little things on them. She's tapping into her nerd knowledge to like, oh, this is what you do to show that it's not real. Ha 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 ha. All right. Now you're... Your mundane thing, you can just automatically help people, right? I think that's only in combat, but I'll... Ch yeah, that's only in combat. When fighting a monster. Alright, if you want to help her with the act under pressure, you go for it. You give a roll, and Emily, you can roll it too. I rolled an 8. An 8? Oh, you rolled an 8. I suppose the help doesn't really matter too much here. Well, I'm gonna roll anyway. I also rolled an 8, so I help out, but also expose myself to danger. <laughs> It's because you're walking with me. Yeah, like, that would make sense anyway. So, on a 7 to 9, the Keeper is going to give you a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. And your price to pay is that it's going to take you longer to get there, because you're going to try and take kind of a back route. You know, stay off the main road so it's not quite so obvious. There aren't as many people that would notice and potentially call the cops. Because there's a woman walking down the street with a sword the size of her. And I'm a pretty tall woman, so... Oh, are you? Okay, I just assumed you were short. No, I'm like six foot. Essie's itty bitty. Oh, okay. Well, all right. You know what? Same thing. Now there's a very tall woman with a sword. Less odd, more intimidating. <laughs> I like the idea that just the tip of it is orange. <laughs> yeah, it's like a BB gun. <laughs> yeah, just like 
I don't know sword lingo. It's a safety sword. But like on the hilt, just underneath the pommel, there's just like this little bit of orange tape about like. <laughs> I don't know sword lingo, but it's on the hilt, you know, beneath the pommel. I forgot it until I started explaining it. And then it's like, I don't know, like a third of the way down the hilt under the pommel. So you are making your way to the cafe. While this is happening, Rasmus. I assume you've been looking around the area a little bit. Yeah, mainly for smokes, because I assume I'm fucked and trapped. You actually see around one corner, it's not the same alleyway. It's actually, there's a staircase that leads down. Oh, I like different things. Yeah, it leads down to the cellar of uh, the building. Okay, yeah, I'm totally down to explore, because I got bored of this real quick. Okay, so as you're going down, I would like you to give me another read bad situation fail i stole all of rasmus's magic (laughs) (laughs) well thank you thank you for making this interesting for us you're welcome unlike morwena i'm just going to solve the problem slaughter (laughs) morwena gets it done slaughter thank you slaughter it's slaughter (laughs) as you're coming down you get down to the bottom of the staircase and look in to the cellar there isn't actually a door in the door frame it's just an opening Not one of the, like, magical black doors or anything. It's just into the cellar. And as you come inside, there's not a whole lot of light. You can see, but there isn't really an obvious source of light in here. It's almost not quite a glow, but you know how they cheat in movies sometimes, and it's like there's no reason you'd be able to see this? Yeah, kind of like a weird omni-light. Yeah, basically. Someone's been very lazy with the design of their lighting rig. So as you're coming in, there's... A slight shimmer off to one side as you come into the room, and one of the shadows appears to be moving. What do you do? Hello, Mr. Shadow Man. I'm going to go over to it and just start, you know, trying to make friends. So as you turn and actually come to face it, the shadow resolves itself, and it doesn't take a human shape. You just see sort of a inky black tentacle peel from the wall. It's not particularly long, but it is thick and it's got a spiny top to it and you can see another tentacle come down and what you are looking at is a probably eight foot diameter oily black spiny six-legged starfish and as it moves its tentacle towards you it's almost skipping space like i know rasmus probably hasn't watched a whole lot of nature documentaries but you know when they time lapse starfish and they skitter, that's what it looks like as it's coming towards you. What do you do? I'm going to talk to it. Why would you fight something when you don't know what its motivations are yet, right? Uh, hey, man, uh, some of my best friends are starfish. Chill out. It is coming up towards you and is now rearing up so you can see its gross, bitey, suckery middle, and it's coming in for a hug. I want to read a bad situation to figure out if this is super bad or just looks bad hope i don't fail this one 12 there we go so you get to hold three holy jumping so my biggest question is this might look scary but is this actually an aggressive posture or do i think that this was probably all right it looks scary because it is it's gonna eat you it wants to consume you and it is poised to do so. Okay, second question. What is 
it's like what uh what's the best way to word this how do i fuck it up slicing seems like a good way to go good the thing i don't have your third question i guess the third question would be where can i find a slicey doodle oof i mean you know morwena has a sword Yes, but I'm currently stuck in some kind of time warpy continuum. Mm. I'm thinking here. So you've seen that the alleyway is not endless, right? It, the the reality is weird because you don't remember ever seeing that stairway before. But you would think if you could get to wherever the kitchen's been rearranged, there could be knives up there. It's water type. Water type are weak against electric. Well, I do have a thunder hammer, so that's I, I hadn't considered that. I, I, had, I hadn't actually been going on Pokemon rules. Oh, um, <laughs> although I had marked I had marked down, uh, heat would also be effective. Yeah, so I have an electric hammer, so literally the worst possible weapon. I am going to need to kick some ass, I imagine. So I'm going to. Just thunder hammer the shit out of its craw. Okay. Going right for the... Nice! That's a 12! Alright, so on a 12, I think it explodes? So, on a 10+, choose one extra effect, which is going to be... So, I'm going to... Oh, you know what? I can also choose to drive the enemy into a route. So, I'm going to do that. I'm going to route him and make him flee. Okay, gotcha. So, you both take one harm. As you come in for the swing, it also slams you with one of its tentacles. And then, how do you swing at it? You know how uh, starfish have the mouth opening, like, right in the middle of them? I'm kind of, like, underhand swinging right up into that to try and, like, throw them through the roof. So you come up with this hammer uppercut right into its gut and just lift it right off the ground and launch it into the corner where the wall meets the ceiling. And it almost seems to just splatter almost into the wall. And you can see a darker shadow where it just was. Cool. I'm going to leave the room. Okay. Are you going back out the stairway? Yeah, well, because the stairway is the way I came in and away from where I just knocked him into the wall, right? Yeah, basically you're kind of down in a dark basement at the moment that's more or less featureless. It's just kind of brick walls. Yeah, that seems like a bad place to be against some kind of shadow starfish. I'll back out back to the smoker's pit. As you come out the door and start going up the stairs, it's actually a really long walk up the stairs. Way more than the number of stairs you went down. But you do come up to a landing, but it's not outside. It's just another brick corner with another open doorway leading off to your left. Emily and Essie, you have made it safely and unaccosted. Surprise, no one wants to pick a fight with an Amazon who has a sword. (laughs) And a girl on a skateboard. And a girl on a skateboard with her nunchucks. (laughs) Which are in my bag because safety. I mean, let's definitely be real here. Essie's the scarier of the two of us. Actually, that might not be true. I'm the spooky. Yeah, I'm pretty chill. So you arrive. Why is my sword orange? Safety colors. Essie, like, Mm. taps her nose. I hand it to her. I go, Essie said that this would make sure nobody called the police on us. They would think it's uh, something from 
a convention? Yeah. Mm, cosplay. It's what you do. I read books. <laughs> okay, so I have a sword. I have a book with a spell. I have children. Uh, I guess I will open up the thing enough for us to go in. All right, so why don't you give me a use magic to open a door into the bent reality? Ooh, all right, plus weird. Okay, I rolled a nine. A nine. Choose your effect and a glitch. I guess your effect that you wanted was to open a doorway into the bent reality. And what will your glitch be? Maybe the magic draws unwelcome attention. I imagine if we're touching the barrier, the monster inside might be like... So you move into the alleyway. Morwena takes your book in one hand. And I would say without any sort of showmanship or flourish or drama... She merely speaks the words. You can see a portal. And basically what happens is directly in front of you in the middle where things don't seem to line up properly. It's like you've taken the two pages of a magazine and, you know, you fold them together to make an image. And the two parts of the fold have now just opened up to the alleyway. And that's your door. All right. I'm going to go in. We follow. Everybody's going. Okay, good. So you open it up. And then as soon as you are in, the starfish drops down from the wall above you from where you just came in. And you see giant eight-foot-large, spiny, oily black starfish. It almost seems to pull shadow down with it as you step in through the doorway. So it's not just overcast above you, but dark. Ooh. I just picture the slow peel off the wall, too, as if you took a real starfish and, like, splatted it on the wall. Actually, it's it kind of like peels off. Like it's it's not that it was on the wall and it fell down. It peeled out of the wall and dropped. <laughs> Assuming I have to stab it. I'll give you the same options that Rasmus had. You've got kick some ass or act under pressure to get away from it because it is coming towards you. Well, really, all I need is some of its blood. <laughs> so. We could try and kill it, or I could just steal some of his blood, and then we can go try and find Rasmus and open up the door. Or dispel it. Oh, gosh. Alright, Emily, Essie, up to you. Do you want its blood and to run away, or do you want to try and kill it? Ah, giant starfish! (laughs) Yes, I'm sure Sponge Jeff is very sad. Anyways. (laughs) I just need its blood. But... We need to find Rasmus. Well, we could get its blood and then go find Rasmus. It's squelching towards us quite quickly, I might add. We should decide soon. Uh, Essie's leaning more towards the running option. She's a runner. Yep, she's a, she wants to go. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take a swing at it then, just to try and get blood out of it. Hopefully enough on my sword to use for the spell. Uh, so that'd be what, kick some ass? I rolled a five. <laughs> There are things Morwena is good at. There are things she is not. So as you come in to take a swing at it, you've still got your book tucked under one arm. Oh no. And you swing up with the sword. And as you do, it's coming down with a tentacle. And instead of locking your arm, your wrist the right way and slicing, you actually only end up hitting with the flat of the blade. And it slaps the sword out of your hand as it's coming towards you. No! (laughs) And you take one harm as your arm is thrown back and smashes into the wall. 
Oh, no. What do you do? <laughs> it is now crawling over the sword towards you. Oh, no! We need Rasmus. I'm not strong enough to do this alone. Essie's jumping on the skateboard and going off. Okay. She's going. Give me an act under pressure. Sure. I don't know if I'm good at those. What is that? Plus cool? Yes. Essie must have cool. She's got a skateboard. Ten. Oh, you do a fucking ollie like indie nose bone. She does the like run and like throws the skateboard and jumps onto it. You do a Christ air and banish the monster. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So on a 10 plus, all right, you do what you set out to do. So were you just trying to get away? Yep. She panics. You're gone. You are out of the way and out of harm's way. Emily? I would like to try and grab, like, not necessarily grab, but catch Morwenna and try to help her run as she's recovering from getting smacked. Uh, Same thing. Act under pressure. Because you just saw this thing slap your greatest defense out of her hands. And you are freaking out. That is cool. A 10! Uh, yeah. Hey. Awesome! So you, you manage to gather up Morwenna, and you both get away before it manages to take another swing at you. And as I'm taking Morwenna, I'm like, we're gonna need to get that sword back. Yeah, otherwise we're gonna have to try and stab it with knives. <laughs> Don't worry, I've got a pocket knife. You're already gone, Gremlin Dorito! <laughs> all right you've come around the corner you've run past what appears to be the smoking area cigarette butts all over the floor you've turned a corner down one alley you've come up another side of the alley you're pretty sure you've actually gone down the side of the building back up back down back down and then across the back again so we've never been to the front of the building basically you haven't nothing that you would recognize as the front it just seems to be alleyways what do you do? Uh, I gotta try and find Rasmus. Um, Don't forget you have one more use of your show up wherever you need to be. Oh, I do. I have oops. If you want to stumble across something important, tell the keeper. If you want to roll an oops, is it a roll thing? No, it just happens. It just happens. All right. It just happens. I just oops. So like after I skateboard away and like take a few alleyway turns, I'm going to like hop off and wait and do i spot anything while i'm waiting for the others yeah as you you pull up and stop you notice sitting next to one of the dumpsters curled up in the corner is a very tall black man would i recognize him because i'm always skateboarding around you tell me a six foot tall 275 pound black guy with dreads he might stand out i'd say i feel like as he's the kind of person street performer street performer yeah yeah Yeah, you don't know his name but you definitely recognize this guy and he is just in the corner knees up to his chest hands over his head just locked down um gonna lock up crouch down in front of him jesus fuck and he just takes a wild swing at you oh gosh and just like he is up on his feet he's got hands up and he's just Hey, 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 hey! I put the skateboard down. Hands up. Hey, hi, hi. You, um, you, you, you work with the girl who does the the flips and stuff, right? Um, I would like you to roll and manipulate someone to get him to calm down. Sure. Is that plus charm? It is. I'm very, very charming. <laughs> I'm very charming. Ten. Excellent. Yeah, you're just asking him to calm down. Yeah, I'm just like, hey, hey. He visibly relaxes and just goes, are you, you're just, where did you, where do you come from? 
I don't know yet. <laughs> um, I I don't know how long I've been in here for. It's been hours. There's there's oh my god oh my god a big big starfish. Yes. Yeah. Um, you saw that. Yeah, just once. Like if you wait like um, skateboard. If you wait like two to three minutes. The person who is much better at explaining or not explaining these kinds of things will probably be here. Um, but I'm Essie. Uh, hi. Uh, uh, hi, I'm George. And he puts out a hand, almost on reflex, not thinking about it. Hi, shakes his hand. It's nice to, to meet you, I guess. Yes, normal human, promise. Do you, um, one sec. And I'm gonna go to my backpack. I'm gonna root around. I'm gonna grab what is it, licorice rope? Yeah, licorice rope. Frigate, that's what she's got today. She's gonna pull out a little package of licorice rope and like offer him one sec. Um, keep your blood sugar up. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I haven't had anything to eat for a while. I guess. Yeah, that dumb. I hear food helps in these situations. Keeps you level headed. I also take out a package for myself so he knows it's not weird and starts eating it. All right. He's, I mean, he takes it. He's eaten. He kind of like takes just one bite at first before he realizes just how hungry he is and just wolfs it down. <sighs> and he kind of falls back against the wall, just leaning there, staring up. <sighs> I've been <sighs> just running for hours. Yeah, um, that can uh, happen. Sometimes I hear, uh, got any, got any good acts under works? Any acts? You want me to do a fucking flip or something? No, 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 just like, you know, conversation, whatever, you know, keep it, keeping level head, remember? Level head, that's what we're aiming for, oh, it's level fuck. head. Yeah, no, it's- I just, and he shows you his left arm, it's just a big fucking mass of scratches, deep gashes Ooh. across the arm. You, uh, you tried to punch it. No, it, I, I was wandering around. We came out for a smoke, and, fuck, Lilith, fucking, fucking Lilith was out here. And I turned around to stomp the butt, and I, when I looked back, she was gone. I haven't been able to find her, and. No, it's, um, it's like, legit, don't worry. I may look like a normal Human girl, which I am, totally normal, totally human, um, girl. You keep saying that. Yeah, um, but I have some great friends, and we, um, sometimes fight bad things, but not, like, vigil- Just give me, like, just hold tight for two seconds. Okay. For me, and I'm gonna, like, get up and scurry down the alleyway and, like, see if- Whoa, no, whoa, no, 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 no. still here, no. still in eyesight, You're right here, it's cool. And he's, he's coming, like, he's coming with you. Oh, okay. You're, you're the only human I've seen for hours. Just, like, I, don't leave me alone. I'm gonna pass on my skateboard. This is my most prized possession, so you know I will always come back to it if we get split up. I can find, I can find the skateboard. You don't, you don't understand. You can't. This- Okay. This doesn't stay the same. I've seen the same alleyway. I've seen different alleyways. The dumpsters change sides. Sometimes there's stairs. Sometimes there's doors. It's, it's random, man. There's nothing, there's nothing 
that stays the same in here. If you go around that corner, I'm not going to see you again. So, pick up my backpack. Pass in my skateboard. Hold this. I'm going to need my hand. going to dig in my backpack. going to pull out my nunchucks and pull out my pocket knife. So I've got the nunchucks in my right hand and my pocket knife in my left hand. Put my backpack back on. You said you fight monsters? Totally normal human girl. (laughs) (laughs) You know my favorite part about you being normal is the fact that you keep insisting that it's a thing. Yeah. (laughs) Morena, Emily, anytime you can come around that corner now. Catch up. Jumping back to Emily and Morena, you've come around a couple of corners. You've seen that it changes, but it doesn't change. Like, it just seems elements of the alley keep getting remixed as you're coming around corners. And Emily, you roll for hunches, don't you? I do. Why don't you give me a hunch roll? Can do. Okay, so that's plus sharp. Nine. So you come around the corner. You're still somewhat leading Morwena. And just as you do, you bump into Essie and George. Of course, you don't know George's first name, but that's who you run into. Like, do we, like, physically, like, crash into each other? You bump into Essie in a comical but harmless way. Oh, oh, good, we caught up. You found a friend. Uh, yeah, George. Hi, that's me. This is Morena and Emily. Remember how I told you that, like, in two minutes, the people who could actually, like, explain things to you would show up? Yeah. Ta-da! They look like librarians. Uh, Yeah. I'm an... <laughs> you aren't. We really do. You aren't wrong. <laughs> but that's why I can tell you what things are, because I read books a lot, and I know about these things from books where you read them. Okay. We haven't exactly had a moment to really figure out what this is yet, but we did see a very strange looking. Big goddamn Yeah, no, he got that part. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. He shows you his left arm. Yeah, we met. Oh. And then I promptly unmet and ran. And the alleyways keep changing. I don't know if you guys noticed yeah, that. Yeah, so um, heads up, guys. You round corners and everything changes, apparently. Yes, that tends to happen when time and space are folded on each other in spells like this. I mean, when these things happen, like the books, <clears throat> tell me. Right, like the books and definitely okay i don't know what kind of secret society thing you guys have going on here but i've been running away from a giant oily starfish for like three hours in an endless hell maze of back alleys (laughs) i think we can all agree this shit isn't fucking normal yeah no oh i think i got a wagon wheel all right i don't i don't care what you do in your spare time (laughs) just I want to find Lilith and get the fuck out of here. As he's going to drop her bag, dig through, and dig out a wagon wheel and pass it to George. You look like you were still hungry. <laughs> it's You look like a fucking au pair or something? She's a Dorito gremlin. I'm Snack Mom. Wagon wheel? Okay. Y- yeah. I was just wondering if, through my various knowledge, if I can sort out if it's another demon, like in the last thing, like a greed demon, if it's something along those lines. Through my research, I guess. Which I guess is... What would that be? Investigate a mystery? Yeah, okay. So I'll try that to see if I can describe to George what this is. Roll them bones. Plus sharp. Eight. So So on an eight, hold one. All right. uh, So what sort of creature is it? What you have here, judging by the fact that it seems to be bending reality, 
and from what you've seen. It's actually somewhat incongruous because the type of creature definitely could inhabit this sort of altered space, but you wouldn't expect it to be powerful enough to actually bend reality in this way. So what you seem to have is some sort of guard dog. So it's like a supercharged beast that lives between realms? Yeah, something like that. You've got a creature roaming around in a maze. You found the Minotaur. I was just about to say that. <laughs> I was writing down notes for myself. All right, I look at George. <laughs> have you have you read a lot of um, historical texts or watched any movies? Uh, yeah, I've watched movies. Okay, so this is like the Minotaur. I'm not really sure what it is, but it seems to be stuck in here with us, and I think we have to kill it. Good news, it stole my sword. Wait, that's bad news. <laughs> news, it stole my sword. <laughs> okay. You had a sword? Well, how else you get to chop up a starfish? As he just holds up the pocket knife and nunchucks. <laughs> you just keep it in your purse? No, I had the girl bring it to me. Yeah, Batman here is all ready to go. Oh, I have more knives, but I figure it's a little big to chop up with knives. I pull out my blessed dagger and my holy knife. <laughs> I have a holy weapon, a cold iron weapon, and another one like to cover all mystical things. You can see his eyes just kind of go big. I'm not... It's only for magical things. Normal humans. Yeah, we're all normal humans, I'm pretty sure. I feel like everybody just turns and looks at me. <laughs> yeah, I'm making a point not to look at Emily when I say those words. <laughs> so what's she got, like a goddamn AR-15 or something? I just pull out my knife. You all fucking strapping. George isn't entirely certain if he's comforted feeling that he's safer or that he's just stumbled into something that is about to offer him up as a blood sacrifice. He's kind of going back and forth on it a little bit. You know, I'll be honest. If I was George, my initial response would be, maybe I did go crazy. Maybe I'm just fucking hallucinating. <laughs> yep, yep, eat that wagon wheel, buddy. You gotta keep your blood sugars up. Uh, that's why I'm a snack mom. Keeps everyone on their toes. Uh, Marwenna, are we uh, gotta find... We need to find Rasmus. Rasmus. We have another friend. Another normal human friend. Yes, Rasmus. Very human. Yeah, no, I I know Rasmus. Oh, oh. Oh, you do? Yeah, he tells stories and stuff. Is He's in here too? That's what we're assuming, because he wasn't at our lunch date, and he's never late for anything, so. Fuck. All right, so we got to find Rasmus and Lilith and get them all out of here. Yeah. So I'm going to take this moment to use my hold so that instead of us all running around, we can just find Rasmus by quickly. Nice. So... We're going to jump back to Rasmus before we resolve that then. So Rasmus, as you come up, you come around the corner. And if we were doing this like a movie, it would be just the moment as Emily is running away with Morwena around the other corner. You just miss them. And you can see the giant oily starfish about to go after them. And you see a slight glint underneath it. Is it? Oh, the sorty ward. So it's chasing them down? It is currently following them. In its weird trans-dimensional shuffle. Yeah, in its stuttery, crawling kind of way. I'm going to give it a second to fuck off, and then I'm going to move over and pick up the sword, just so that it's, like, out of the way. Sure. So you see it go around the corner, 
it goes diagonally across because it starts off kind of on the left side of the alley. It goes diagonally across the alley as it gets to the corner and crawls around the corner. But you notice as it crawls around the corner, it almost flattens out before it gets all the way through and melts into the wall as it goes around. So it's taking the Ikea shortcut between realms? Yeah. Great. I'm not flat enough to take that. Okay. Step one, obtain sword. So how about you give a read bad situation? If you read the situation properly and, you know, wait long enough that it doesn't notice you or something like that. Okay. I failed that. Honestly. <laughs> oh. Okay. You're keeping it interesting. I appreciate it. I like how you're giving me the opportunity to use moves and make up for last time. I left it way too long. <laughs> <laughs> so you come around, you're waiting for it, and just as it goes around the corner, you step towards the sword and actually bump into one of the garbage cans and make a noise. And you see it almost kind of melt. One of the tentacles kind of comes back around the corner and slaps onto the side of the wall. So now you and it are on either side of the alleyway with the sword in the middle. What do you do? This is probably an act under pressure. If you want to go for the sword, yep. I want to go for the sword and get the sword to screw him up. Okay, so act under pressure is plus cool. A nine! So you can get to the sword, but it is going to be right up on you when you get to it. So you are going to take minus one forward on your next action. Either trying to get away from it or kicking ass. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Because it's going gonna, it's gonna to be above you as you're picking the sword up. Yep. So you have possession of the sword. I think my next move is going to be... Yeah, let's kick some ass. I'm going to aim for a stupid craw again. Minus one forward. It gives you a six. Okay, so that's a fail. So it is going to come down on you hard, and it is going to knock you to the ground, and you're going to take one harm as it basically bounces your skull off the pavement. So I think you are going to continue to take minus one forward now that it has the advantage over you. Yeah, I can see that. So we're going to jump back to the rest of the gang. Morwena, you need to be right where you need to be with just what you need. Now, Hooray! Rasmus has just what you need. All right, you come around the corner just as you see Rasmus pick up the sword. And just as he tries to bring it about to actually stab in, the starfish comes up with a tentacle and just slams the top of his head. He practically bounces off the pavement and then just lands face down. He's still got the sword gripped in his hand, but the starfish is slant like, like a basketball, just dribbled him straight down and is now crawling on top of him. All right, I'm going to run over. Oh, George yells, holy fuck. Yeah, we got to fuck up that starfish, George. I'm going to run over and try and grab the sword from him and then like stab at it to make it stop coming towards him. Okay, that's an act under pressure. <laughs> Let's see how this goes. Can I actually do a combination of that with a protect someone? If she's going for the sword, I can just distract the monster and, and get in its way and protect her from getting to get the sword, right? All right. So yeah, how about you roll to protect someone first? We'll see if you successfully keep its attention off of her. You do have minus one forward because it is inhibiting whatever you're doing. So that's a nine. So in keeping its attention, it is now fully starting to crush you uh, and you take two harm. I'm going to start telling jokes just to lighten the mood a little bit. All right, 
Uh, so, Marina, you are going to do an act under pressure, and since he protected you, you will not come to harm. I'll even give you a plus one forward for it, since the creature is distracted. I do have a move that's called I read about this sort of thing that lets me roll sharp instead of cool, but I feel like that doesn't really work for this act under pressure, because I didn't really read about taking a sword from someone. That seems stupid. <laughs> from a starfish. <laughs> All right, so you said plus one. I just, I'm imagining Morwena going down the list, taking sword from Lady in Water, from Stone, <laughs> from... All right, so with my plus one, I got a 13. Excellent. All right. On a 12 plus, you may choose to either do what you wanted and something extra, or to do what you wanted to absolute perfection. Well, the thing, I'm going to do what I wanted plus something extra, which was my original plan, which is to pick up the sword and to stab the starfish. I forgot what the fuck it was. <laughs> stab the starfish to hopefully make it stop rolling over top of Rasmus to maybe make it, like, recoil back. All right. Miss my kidneys. I need those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then hopefully get some blood while I'm at it. <laughs> so you run up to it. You just see Rasmus can barely see out from underneath. And as you're coming in closer, he slides the sword over to you. You pick it up off the ground as you're still going forward and just slash up the side of one of the tentacles. And it causes the starfish to recoil. And it kind of skips a couple of feet to one side to get away from the sword, leaving Rasmus still on the ground, but not currently being consumed by a giant oily starfish. Emily, Essie, y'all want to get in on this? I would like to run up to Rasmus and sort of like what I did with Morwenna, try to help him up. So I put my knife back in my bag so that I don't stab anybody with it. And then I try to help him up. Let's make that an act under pressure since the starfish is still nearby. Uh, I thought that is cool. Oh. Experience. Oh. <laughs> Mark experience. That's a four. I leveled up. All right. So you come over to help Rasmus and he's heavier than he looks. The fellow likes his coffee and beer. What can you say? So as you're trying to actually pick him up, you see Rasmus there. He's already been hurt. The monster is incredibly strong, as you can see, because it took him down without difficulty. And, you know, maybe if you just let it take him a little bit, you know, it'd probably be better for you. Oh, it would. It would be better for you if you just, you know, you'd leave him there. I mean, no one would blame you. I wouldn't. Like, it's not like you could just pick him up, right? Just leave him there. What's the worst thing that could happen? I mean, he's pretty tough anyway, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I tried to help him, and I see the monster in there, and I just look at it. And I kind of look around a little bit and I cautiously back away. All of a sudden, I look a little bit panicked as I just look around uh, and I'm backing away. Okay, you back up into George, who's just standing there like he's not getting involved. And you bump into him. Okay, that snaps me back a little bit. Uh, you sure? You okay? Oh, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine. Why? Uh, no, it's, uh... No, I get it. This shit's scary. Should should I be doing something here? Can you do anything? Are you useful? He kind of ponders that a little bit. Essie, what are you doing? The starfish is over top of, of Rasmus as... Yeah, it is skipped off and it's kind of halfway on the wall next to Rasmus. Because it kind of like skitter jumped off of him. But Rasmus is still on the ground. Morwena has the sword. But the like maw bit is like against the wall, right? Yes, presently. <laughs> All right. Essie's going to switch the knife to her right hand. She's going to run up to George. Oh, shit's getting serious. Throw me on its back. 
Ex-fucking excuse me? You throw! I would like to persuade him to listen to her with my psychic powers. He's going to think it's a brilliant idea. All right, so roll and manipulate someone. That one there is charm. Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> well, fortunately it was psychic. Yeah, it has had the opposite effect. That is the worst goddamn idea. What the fuck are you thinking? We should just be going the other fucking direction right now. Like, it's occupied. Let's go find fucking Lilith. Can Lilith kill a monster? No! That's why we need to find her. The monster is here. And he is... That was Essie making a sound at George. <laughs> Look, why don't... You're, you're strapped with knives. Let's go find Lilith. Let's let them deal with the thing. They seem pretty keen on it. I'm not keen on any of this, by the way. And that's about as much space as I can give you for that, since we're still dealing with things. Rasmus, your laydown routine for the asphalt, uh, it's killing, quite frankly. Well, I went into a whole bit, I, like a solid tight five, about how the last time I had something this big on top of me, it was my prom. Oh, oh come on, that's all right. <laughs> The alleyway grows. Ah, whatever. Rasmus is very proud of himself because Essie just explained to him what prom was last week. <laughs> <laughs> Although I feel like from Essie's description, he has it completely wrong. <laughs> it is a night that the, that the young people get very drunk and wear dresses. <laughs> so you have gained a slight reprieve from the crushing weight of the starfish. What would you like to do? I suppose probably get up. Uh, I don't think I need to do a roll to get up, and I'm going to get up. And then, since I no longer have a sword, I think what I want to do is I want to use magic to move faster than is... like like. So one of the effects you can do with magic is move... Do the thing beyond human limitations. So I basically want to like speed myself up like the Flash. So you're going to tell a very fast story, like a speed metal version of the Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald? You know, that's actually a more interesting idea than what I was... So I like yours better. Yeah, I'm just going to really quickly tell stories. <laughs> and the, the voice just picks up faster and faster and faster and faster and faster and faster and faster until I blur out. Uh, I no longer have my minus one, right? No, it is not on you currently. So you are rolling normal. Nine. Okay, so I get a glitch... But I do get the effect. So you will take plus one forward, either in, you can take it for the duration of the spell, either in your kicks and ass, or if you're using act under pressure, like in an escaping capacity, like to literally move faster. For anything that where speed would be a benefit. I'm going to pick the glitch that it has a problematic side effect. The problematic side effect is that basically you're going to caffeinate yourself. So you're going to be a little jittery. So things that require finesse, you're actually going to take minus one forward. That's That makes total sense. Did I just do magical cocaine? Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, with that done, I'm going to whip out my hammer again and kick some ass and try and get this thing on its fucking back. Ooh, just barely. Yep, seven's still a hit, though. So you're just going to trade harm, then. So I have a harm three stun holy so that is going to give everybody else a chance to do something i think that's how that's going to resolve what harm did i take from that you would have traded two uh morwena um how much blood did i get on my sword with stabbing it it's pretty bloody i mean you definitely got some weird oozy semi-translucent ichor like used motor oil 
Alright, I'm going to start performing the spell to uh, close this bitch off. Uh, that's going to be a big magic, though. So basically, for you to sketch out the sigils required to unfold this alternate remixed dimension, you are going to have to mark out those sigils with the blood. So I'll need you to actually roll, I guess. We're going to make it kind of an ongoing use magic, but you're going to leave yourself open to attacks. And then if things, well, we'll just see how the rolls go, I guess. Rather than the four circles, we'll make it four rolls. So we'll just come back to you as you're working on this. So like every time my turn comes around, I'll just be rolling magic again to make sure it's still going? Yeah. Things continue apace. All right. So I guess this is my first roll. Eight. So I guess that means that like that circle as I'm drawing it is imperfect. I think I'll go with draws unwelcome attention. So that means the monster's like, hey, what the fuck? So the monster is going to start moving towards you, and that is going to give you minus one forward on your next magic roll as it threatens you. Uh, who else wants to take a swing at this piñata? I would like to charge, but specifically at its back. Okay. It is radially symmetrical. It doesn't really the have a back. The part that doesn't have a maw. Okay. That's kind of like the top, I guess? Yeah, the top. Okay. It is spiny. Like, that's where all the pointy bits are. So if anyone wants to punch in the Google, if you look up spiny blue sea star. Ooh, the one with lots and lots of legs? Yeah, although this one has six legs, but that's basically got like the general proportions I was thinking. Okay, well, in that case, it seems on the like lighter blue stripes, it's kind of like if there's a point where the the spines are a little... Don't worry about the details too much. If you roll well, then you manage to find a spot that isn't spiky. If you roll poorly, then spiky, spiky. I just have a way to justify it. Well, in that case, realizing that it's spiky, I'm just going to run up to the maw part and try and slash down an arm so that there's, like, a long cut. Seeing that Morwenna needs blood... Roll a kick some ass. Plus one forward? Yes, because of the stun. 13. You did a shocking amount of damage with a pocket knife. <laughs> it's only one harm. So right now you're trading harm and it trades higher than you currently give out, but you do get to choose an extra effect. I think what I would want is you completely hold the advantage all hunters involved in the fight get plus one forward. So you are just fending it off with the pocket knife. Yeah, like a nice big slash down one leg to kind of throw it off can i just take a stab in the dark and assume that essie was the resident clam shucking champion and she she's just basically shucking it out of its own skin sure it's what she she did it for a summer yeah with the with the pocket knife i mean since you can't do like the crazy big slashes but you're very maneuverable with it so you were just constantly just needling it as it tries to move and like you're hurting it away from Morwena. So Morwena, you'll get a plus one to minus one. So that just evens out. She's now holding it back right now from your previous magic roll. And yeah, so as long as you basically, as long as you stay engaged, you can kind of drive it around a little bit, keep its attention. And you do take two harm though. Two harm, sure. Because it is slashing at you with its spinies. Um, yeah, that's my thing. I think I would like to try and cast a spell on it. And mostly the spell that I'm trying to cast on it would be like something to hold it in place. And how I'm imagining Emily would think that works is that, uh, you know, should be basically asking the spirits that could be 
anywhere to try and use their powers to hold it down. And so, yeah, I would like to do that. And that's use magic, which is weird. Do I get any pluses on that? Or is that separate from? Let's see. All hunters involved in the fight get plus one forward. You are currently doing a thing to it. So, yeah, sure. Do the thing. Okay, so one. I see double digits. Boom. 14. God, you're like halfway into another spell. All right. So uh, the magic works without each issues. Choose your effect. So you want to hold it? Yeah, I, I want to basically entangle it with spirits and just hold it in place so that it can't flop its arms or tentacles or whatever. All right. So you have locked it up and basically like the ends of the tentacles kind of curl back a little bit and the whole thing kind of contracts inward slightly. And you can see all the spines all stick up straight, but it stops squirming. Rasmus? Sure, I'll go next. Well, it's uh, it's lined up for a good smacking around. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's not even a kick some ass roll. Like, you're just straight up doing damage. That's <laughs> why so I'll sit around stomping this poor sea star. Basically. <laughs> okay, I'm going to roll anyway, because I might fail and get experience. I suppose. I rolled high. You did. That's a 13. <laughs> so, what is your effect? I will suffer, uh, or I will inflict double harm. Okay, so what's the harm on your... Three base. You come in and just smash down on the center of this thing, because you get up in between the legs, and hit it so hard you actually crack the middle, and this oily black ooze just starts coming out of it. And the whole thing, like, all the tension in it just releases, and it basically... Like, the squishy bits underneath start to melt out. Hey, George, you said you needed an oil change. What? I think I got some oil for your car, man. Is it dead? Uh, Probably. If it was ever alive. All right. Essie's gonna go and, like, make a couple, like, now that it's slowed down, like, make some deeper cuts so that she can get more way up. Oh, it's, there's nothing left to cut. Oh, gosh. It's done squished. There's basically like a crunchy outer coating on top. <laughs> it's an m M&M. Right? Which is starting to crumble. And then the bottom half where all the squishy bits are. Melts melts on your blade, not in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dried starfish, right? You know how you find the starfish shells and it's just the top half? The underside is just like melting into a puddle of gross ooze. In that case, Essie's just going to walk up to George and like, flip the pocket knife closed in front of him and stuff it in her pocket and be like, normal human girl. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to need an act under pressure for that because you're trying to impress him with it. Certainly. That's cool, right? Yeah, here's hoping. Oh, no. You try to flick it close, um, but it actually nicks the edge of your thumb and you drop it on the ground. And he actually believes the normal human girl part much more i'm gonna pick it up and then be like the button's finicky and then stomp off to help morwena yeah i go over to morwena and go morwena is there anything we can do to help with the spell i guess i can get them all to start drawing other circles yeah or well like drawing the other think of it like in quarters or like ooh, like a bullseye you've got to work from the inside out so you finish the first ring you've got the more rings to do so emily is probably well suited to this sort of thing because she follows instructions and can read and has also been practicing magic with marwena i'm not sure if essie can do either of those things essie's not really going over there to help she said she's going like it was one of those i'm gonna go help and then she's just gonna sit on the floor essie's not really good on that 
book learning supervisor <laughs> yeah all right so why don't you two give me are you gonna individually roll magic or are you gonna help out really i'm fine either way morana what do you need me to do well if we work together as we draw the circles it'll move much faster so if you'd like to start on a circle that would be excellent so i feel like that would be each doing our own magic rolls so show me them rolls Emily got a nine. You choose a glitch. And uh, Morena got a ten, so you're up to three successes. Emily, what's your glitch? I think ten just works. So my glitch is it has a problematic side effect. As you're drawing in the circle, you can see everything start to kind of contract around it. And it almost feels like the alley is rotating, kind of like a bathtub drain. You can feel it getting tighter around you. You can't see it, but you can feel it, and it it makes you a little bit nauseous. Everyone sort of instinctively steps in a bit closer to where you two are drawing right now. Uh, Do you want me to draw the last one and have Emily help me with that one? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. That's cool on my part. Okay, so I have 11 (laughs) plus 1, so 12! (laughs) And Marwena just knocks it out of the park, and it works just the way you're supposed it's supposed to and you can feel it and what happens is basically the entire thing the spinning comes to a stop or the sensation of spinning and as it does it's almost like the alleyway catches up with itself like two images superimposing and it just kind of clicks in and you can hear cars on the street there's like driving through the slush on the side of the road you can smell the exhaust from the uh, cafe next door coming off the oven or off the stove everything seems normal i pull a towel from my like interventional space to start wiping george off and also my hands that are covered in starfish goo uh thanks but um rasmus did you we didn't get lilith out of there uh i don't think lilith was ever in there man she went west i went east you saw her we were looking for you so she's safe probably And I would say just at that moment, because it's been 10 minutes or so, Lilith actually comes around the corner. Hi, Lilith. And is just relieved, confused, a little angry, a little more confused, and just walks straight up to George and would be standing nose to nose with him if she weren't a solid probably foot and a half shorter than him. But he almost, like, it doesn't even seem conscious. He slightly slouches a little bit to get closer to eye level with her and she just goes where the fuck were you lilith i told you he found other women look i'm an i'm an accountant (laughs) what the fuck rasmus (laughs) they look like fucking librarians i'm not a librarian pick up my skateboard i um i don't know what these guys just they found me. Can I try and make eye contact with him over his shoulder and just be like shaking my head being like, no, don't tell her. No. Roll me a manipulate someone. Sure. Plus charm? Yeah. Ten. He uh, seems to take the hint and just goes, uh, yeah, sorry, I, um. Can I hold up my knife and point it, point to him, point it like, knife club. <laughs> <laughs> knife, knife club. <laughs> normal girl (laughs) he's very confused because he remembers the first thing you said about knife club is don't talk about (laughs) knife club (laughs) 
So he's not sure what he's actually supposed to say at this point, but he just kind of goes, um, I'm sorry. It's, it's been a long day. And she just looks at him long day. It's, it's quarter after 12. You woke up two hours. Jesus Christ. Just come on. And he just kind of walks off with her and he looks back over his shoulder at you guys like, thanks. I give him two thumbs up. And he kind of like a half fist closed thumbs up over his shoulder like, uh, I guess. And they go around the corner. Bye. I immediately start heading towards the library because I think like, oh, God, I left. What's her name there? All by herself. And you, I'll, I'll just in the alleyway. There's no sign of the starfish, the circle you made. This isn't even entirely the same alleyway you were just in, right? Like the same sort of dumpsters there, but it's on the other side now. But everything seems to be normal again. Everything's fine. You did it. Everybody's okay. The monster's dead. The traps unfolded. You did it. Congratulations. There's no secret underpinnings at all. As we're walking away out of the alley, I'm like, so Essie, uh, you said one of the prom themes could be under the sea? Um, yeah, they, I don't know. They're dousing between that and night in Paris, so I don't know what they're going to go for. Thanks for listening. Today's adventure is brought to you by The Underworld. Did you know you'll spend most of your afterlife dead? The Underworld delivers a hereafter that is made to fit you and made with micro-mortal fabric of reality that's three times hotter than brimstone. Use the offer code UNENDING to get your first Eon free. Thanks, Me Underworld. Can I ask a question? Shoot. Most of my death? Yeah. What fraction are we talking here? It depends if you get called back or not. <laughs> can the logo just be a pair of boxers with flames shooting out of the top? It can be whatever you want it to be. Aw, oh, thanks, Me Underworld. <laughs> <laughs> If you enjoyed this episode, then please leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. You can share it with your friends, too, if you think they might enjoy it. And you can also check out our website, groupproject.com, where we'll sometimes be posting some neat stuff. And a special thanks to 2 Mellow for letting us use Accept Myself for our theme music. It's off the album Mindstreaming Volume 1, and you can get even more of his music at 2 mellowmakesbandcampcom Let me spell that out. That's the number 2, M-E-L-L-O, makes.bandcamp.com. Thanks for chipping in on the group project. 